like superheroes because they seem to be superhuman. They do things that we can't do. They dream and they accomplish things that we only, you know, imagine or just dream of doing, but we don't actually think that we can do those things. Some of them have special powers. What are some special powers that you just love about your superhero? Batman's wallet? Okay. Has he got money? All right, all right. Um, any other really cool superpowers? Flying. I, I thought of a superpower the other day that I thought, man, if I get asked that question, this is what I'd answer. Laser eyes. Iron Man. Speed. Like the flash. I'd probably, like, stop time if I could and make time stand still. So a lot of superheroes have special powers, but there's also some that don't really have superhuman powers. They just have special qualities or a special quality about them. A special ability to do hard things even in the face of danger. And we call that courage. That's what courage is. Many of the historical figures that we remember that we love and honor today, they didn't necessarily have superpowers to you know, become invisible or to run really fast or anything like that, but they had this really special quality about them, and that is courage. So we look at people like Martin Luther King, uh, people like Nelson Mandela. They chose to speak against injustice. They chose to speak against racism and stand up for what they believed to be right. Even people like Walt Disney and Steve Jobs they you know, took a risk, and even when people criticized them or when they might have seemed crazy or they themselves thought they were crazy, they took a risk because they dreamed of something, they thought of something, they were innovative, and they decided they were going to pursue it no matter what. These are people who chose courage over another word, which is complacency. And complacency is something that doesn't really change anyone. Complacency isn't that much fun. Complacency is kind of like having this kind of smug like satisfaction with where you're at and not wanting to do anything else, not wanting to go any further, not being motivated. And so it's okay to be happy and content with where you're at. You know, I think God wants us to be satisfied, but when you see that there's more out there or when you see that there's something bad or dangerous and you can do something about it and you're just like, eh, I'm good, that might actually be complacency. And we can all get complacent sometimes. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't know about you, but I have days where, like that song that says, like, I don't feel like getting up. I just want to stay in my bed all day. What's that song called? How does it go? Oh, that one, too. I wasn't thinking of that, but that's a great one. The what? Yeah, the lazy song. Oh, yeah, I don't feel like doing anything. just want to Stay in my bed. Is that how it goes? Yeah. So we all have days where we just feel, ah, oh, it's really hard to get up, or I don't feel like doing much. You know, the last two days I wasn't feeling that good, and so when I had some free time, I was just like laying in my bed, and I was like, oh, I don't feel like doing anything. And then I messaged Jordan, I'm like, you don't want much for supper tonight, right? <laughs> like, I'll throw a pizza in the oven. But so it's okay to have those days every now and then, but... If you live your life with that kind of attitude or, um, you know, every, every day you feel like that, then you might, you might be a very complacent person or even, like the song is, a lazy person. And so we don't want to do that. 
um, when you're complacent, you don't need courage to do anything because you're just in a very comfortable zone. You never step out of that comfort zone. And you're always, you know, there's never anything different in your life. It's just normal and okay and comfy. Uh, a quote that I found by this guy named Benjamin Mays says, The tragedy of life is often not in our failure, but rather in our complacency. Not in our doing too much, but rather in our doing too little. Not in our living above our ability, but rather in our living below our capacities. And so a lot of us have these amazing abilities and capacities, and we find ourselves living way below them. And sometimes you need other people and friends in your life to call those things out and say, you can do so much more, and I see this in you. You could be an amazing teacher or doctor or lawyer, and sometimes we don't even see those things in ourselves. And so it's important to be around people who believe in you when you don't even believe in yourself. And that's what, when, when you spend time with God, that's what he does too. He, he picks out these things. You are so awesome at this. You're beautiful. You're courageous. You're bold. And he puts dreams in your heart and reminds you that you're made for so much more than maybe where you're living at right now. So complacency is knowing what's out there, knowing that you can make a difference, knowing that God has an awesome plan and purpose for your life, but not really caring and not really doing anything about it. We like heroes and people who actually go out and do the things that we you know, want to do or dream of doing. And so there's something really important about acting on um, those things. When we feel deeply passionate about something, it becomes much easier to find the courage that we need. Good job, Shalimar. Here's another quote for you. Being terrified, but going ahead and doing what must be done. That's courage. The one who feels no fear is a fool, and the one who lets fear rule him is a coward. Another quote, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, but not the absence of fear. And one more, we don't develop courage by being happy every day. We develop it by surviving difficult times and challenging adversity. So if you've been through some hard things, some difficult things, and you have survived them, and you've gone through and you're still going today, which if you're here, you are. You're still breathing. You're still alive. That might be a sign that you have courage. So from these quotes, we can conclude that courage isn't necessarily a lack of fear. It's not that you never are afraid. It's that even you know, in the face of fear and danger, you're still going to push on. You're still going to go through. You're still going to choose to act and move forward. So I want to make sure you guys know that there's a difference between, you know, having courage and just feeling like pride and selfishness. Because sometimes there might be things that happen where, you know, your mom or dad says, you probably shouldn't do that. Or the Holy Spirit speaks to you and says, no, maybe don't do that or stand up and say that right now. And so, you know, it's not like you have to be always courageous in those moments. Like sometimes God will actually tell you, just sit back for a little bit, just chill out. Or if your parents tell you not to do something, then whatever that thing is you're going to do, maybe just like sit on it for a day or two. Because um, we don't want to just be like all about ourselves. What I want to do, what I want to say, I'm going to say it right now. But when, you know, it, when God tells you to do something and you have to spend time with him to really learn his voice, you know, that's when you might need courage to stand up and say, I'm not going to go to that party. I'm, I'm not going to take that drink. I'm, I'm not going to say and do what they're doing. Um, that's when you really need courage. And you guys have probably felt those moments a lot throughout your life so far. Um, if you're standing up for what's right, if you are expanding your horizons and your future or the future of other people, it's probably safe to say that that's something that you should act on. 
and you need courage for that. So really quick, we're going to go back to our story in Numbers chapter 13. And these tribe leaders come back to Moses, and they report on what they have seen. And they basically give, you know, they have fruit, which is great, but overall they give a really bad report. And they say, these people in the land are huge, they're massive, they're giants. We feel like grasshoppers compared to them. The wall, they have these big walls, and they're all fortified, which means they probably have soldiers all around the top who are on the lookout for any intruders. And it's going to be impossible for us to take over this land. You know, even though God promised it to us, like, we just can't do it. And then what does Caleb do? He steps in and he says, let's take this land over. Like, God has promised this to us. Let's go for it. We can overcome it. We can overtake it. We can overtake these people, no matter how big they are, how numerous, we can do it. But then everyone still comes back and says, no, 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 like, that, that's crazy. That's impossible. We can't do that. And so they actually decide to not take over their promised land, which has been promised to them. All of the Israelites, they say, no, 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 we can't do it. They aren't willing to move forward and fight. They actually go on to complain and murmur and disobey God even more. So they're still not happy. They're still really upset, frustrated, but yet they're not willing to take steps to go after this promised land that's right in front of them. And so one question for you tonight to just think about is what is your promised land? What are some things that God has promised to you or dreams that you have about your life or about your future? What is that promised land for you? What are things that you want to accomplish or do someday? A quote by Martin Luther King, which I think was already up there, says, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. So for you, you might not see the whole staircase right now. You might not see, man, how can I actually become a teacher with you know, what I've been through? You know, how, I don't even know how to sit in class and learn, you know, but I want to be a teacher someday. Or you might be thinking, I want to be a police officer, but sometimes I disobey the law. And like, so you might have these dreams and things, but you're like, I don't know how I could possibly get there. Martin Luther says, whatever you do, just keep moving forward. So you might not see the whole way. You might want to be a preacher someday, but right now you're like really scared or you have trouble speaking in front of people. You might not know how you're going to get there, but take some steps. Take some baby steps to move towards that. Caleb saw the same land that all the other people saw, all the same people, all those same giants, and yet Caleb said, we can overtake this pe these people in this land and yet everyone else said no absolutely no way so how is that possible when they all saw and experienced the same thing <clears throat> well in numbers chapter 14 which is just over a few verses in verse 9 it says if the lord this is caleb talking he says if the lord delights in us then he will bring us into the land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey only do not rebel against the lord nor fear the people of the land he says for they are our bread. Basically, they are our food. We're going to devour them. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. <clears throat> so Caleb didn't necessarily find his courage in himself or in his own abilities or even you know, the Israelites and the army and whatever um, artillery, fire that they had. He didn't find his courage and his strength in that. He says, the Lord is with us. He's for us. He's on our side. And so he found his strength in God. He knew who his God was, 
He knew that his God was great, that his God was powerful, that his God had promised them this land, and that God would be faithful to keep his word. So if God has given you promises or put dreams or desires in your heart, you can be assured that God is going to keep his promise to you. And don't let any any giant or any enemy rob that from you, which could be a you know the voice from a friend or so-called friend or even a teacher that says, no, you're not good at that. Don't pursue that. You can never be that. Don't let any giants rob you of your promised land and what, what's in your heart and what you desire to do and be someday. So Caleb steps out with this, all this boldness, but even still, everyone's just like, no, not happening. And because the Israelites lacked courage, because they lacked faith and trust in God, they had to face the consequences. You guys remember last week we talked about consequences? And they ended up wandering around in the wilderness for years and years and years, and they never got to enter this promised land. But one person did, and his name was Caleb. And so in Numbers 14, verses 19 to 24, I'm not going to read it all, but Moses is basically crying out to God and saying, God, forgive these people, you know, they, they've rebelled against you, they keep disobeying you. And God says, yeah, I'll forgive them, I'll pardon them, but they still have to face the consequences. He says, but my servant Caleb, in verse 24, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully or completely, I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. So Caleb had a different spirit in him. And that is the kind of spirit that I want to have. I don't know about you, but it's a spirit of courage. You know, it's a courageous spirit. And God says he will inherit this land because of that. You know that even Jesus needed courage to go through what he did? You know, before when he knew that he was going to go to the cross and die for your sins, he, he's in that garden. He's literally like crying out to God saying, basically in my own paraphrased words, I, I don't want to do this. I don't think I have the strength to do this. God, please take this from me. He says, but if you don't, then give me the strength and the courage to go through it. That's that basically what Jesus was crying in that moment. And so even Jesus needed courage to Go through what he did, and he went to that cross for you and for me. And I want to see a generation of, of Caleb's, of young men and young women who, they're not fearless, but even in the midst of fear, they still keep pushing forward. Even in the midst of ADHD, you keep moving forward. Even in the midst of anxiety, you still keep pressing on. Even in the midst of depression, you still find hope in God. You still find hope for, to keep going for the next day. Even when you fear that presentation, you know, you practice, you get help, you pray about it, you ask God for boldness. You know, you don't step back, you don't step down, and you ask God for courage to fill you. And you surround yourself with people who will help you and believe in you. I believe that, you know, there's a lot of people here who've been through some hard stuff, and you'll probably go through a lot more hard stuff in your future, but you don't have to be a product of your environment. You don't have to be a product of your past. You can do and accomplish amazing, great things, and God has a courageous plan for your life, and you're going to need courage to fulfill that plan, and you can find it in God. I believe we can have young people who say, I don't want to just be average. I don't want to just 
you know, be a Christian who just kind of gets by, but I still kind of do what everyone else is doing. Young people who say, I just want to read, I'm going to read my Bible, I'm going to pray, I'm going to study. And, you know, if I have to say no to some people, say no to some parties, I'm going to do it because I want all that God has for me. And God never wants to withhold things from you, you know, just to say, haha, you can't do this, you can't go there. It's because he has something even better for you. And so I want to be a generation of Caleb's who say, I am chasing after that promised land, and I'm not going to let any giant stand in the way. Courage isn't just about physical strength and endurance. Sometimes it's mental, it's emotional, it's spiritual. Oftentimes it's going to work, just getting up again, it's just facing tomorrow. One more quote, because I'm just full of quotes tonight. It says, courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the silent voice at the end of the day that says, I will try again tomorrow. And sometimes that's the kind of courage you need. If, you're, if you've just had a horrible day and you have felt overcome with that giant of fear or anxiety, depression, courage is saying, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Courage is saying, I'm sorry. Sometimes courage is saying, um, I can't do this on my own. I need help. Sometimes it's just admitting that you need help. Sometimes courage is talking to someone about you know, that issue or that struggle that you're having. And I had you know, just one person even talk to me about it tonight. And I'm just so proud that they opened up about that. Um, because when you open up and share those things, man, it takes courage. And that's one step in overcoming those struggles and those things. Sometimes it's just letting yourself cry. And sometimes it's standing up for your faith when you're in school, when you're in class, or, or saying no to whatever everybody else is doing. When you look weird, you look like an outcast. And courage is sometimes going after God and pursuing him when even your Christian friends around aren't or don't seem to be. Maybe you're here tonight and you need courage to come to camp this year. Man, I remember like when I first got invited out to a camp. It was like a retreat, very similar to the one we're going on. It was only two nights, I think. And I didn't grow up going to camps like when I was a kid. I didn't I was never away from home. And so I didn't have that like camp experience that a lot of kids, a lot of you have had when you go out to camp for like a week or so. And I remember when I was at Shiloh and I got invited to go on this retreat and I was in high school, like I was in grade 10. And I was just like, all of a sudden I just felt really like uneasy about it. I felt really nervous. It was like, I don't know everybody here. You know, it's going to be weird to be in a different environment to, you know, just be out of my comfort zone. But the cool thing is, is that when you, step out and do something different. This is often why we go to camp or go somewhere else because you're in a different environment and so you can't just be comfortable. You can't just be complacent. And so if you're struggling with that and if you have those feelings, know that it's okay. But I just challenge you and encourage you that you can do it. And who knows what God is going to do for you in that environment where you can't just run to your bedroom or run to your TV or run to, I mean, you still probably will have your phones, but hopefully you don't just run to your social media. Hopefully in a different environment and setting, you run to God and you run to each other. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for camp. But don't let any giant block you from your promised land. And so if God, you know, wants to do something amazing in your life this year, or, you know, at camp this March break, and all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed with something. You know, some of you might not be able to go for obviously totally fine, okay reasons like family issues or whatever. 
But if it's just something like, I just don't know if I can do it, don't let any giant steal what God might want to do in your life that weekend. We're going to conclude in a minute. I'm going to show you a short trailer from a movie, those of you who are movie buffs. But when I first came up here to New Glasgow, I remember um, I came up here to speak on a Sunday morning. And, you know, I preached, and it was kind of like an opportunity for everyone in the church to meet me or, like, the adults to kind of get to know me, basically see if you guys actually wanted me to come here or not. And then I was scheduled to, like, speak again that night. And I remember in the afternoon, in the in-between time, going home to my sister's house because I didn't live back here at the time. And I just, like, it was it was middle of January. It was rainy. It was, like, icy. It was wet. It was cold. And I was just like, God, I don't think I can do this. Like, why are you calling me here? I don't know anybody here. And I just had this moment of, I don't even think I have anything good to say tonight. Like, I can't go there tonight and preach. And, like, what am I even talking about? And I just felt totally just not confident. I felt like a grasshopper, like, in this story. And all you guys are giants. And I was just like, why me? And then I remember in that, literally in that very moment, I got a text from a friend's mom who never texts me. And she said, just felt to send this to you. And she said, Joshua 1.9. I was like, random. And so I looked it up. And this is what it says. Uh, this is in New Living. It says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I was like, What? Like, just instantly in that moment, it was like discouragement, fear, anxiety, whatever it was, just like slowly dissipated. In the New King James, it says, I think this is actually the one I read. In verse 9, it says, have I not commanded you? And I was just like, oh, shoot. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so God can give you courage for those moments when you feel like you can't do it in yourself or your own strength or your own abilities. Too often we try to do things in our own strength, um, but so often we fail. The decisions that you make don't just affect you. So if I had given in, in that moment, if I had given in to that discouragement and said, I don't even think I can go preach tonight, you know, I'm not, I'm not supposed to do this. Or if I had said, okay, I'll go speak tonight, but then, you know, this whole new Glasgow thing, yeah, really not for me. <laughs> like, if I had done that, you guys, things would be very different. And so things might seem like little decisions, but depending on how you choose, you know, if you choose courage or not in those moments, it could affect many, many more people than just yourself. And back in our original story with Caleb, uh, verse 24, I think this is in chapter 14, God says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him and has followed me fully, I will bring him into the land where he went and his descendants shall inherit it. So because of Caleb's choice, because of Caleb's courage, all of the people after him, all of his descendants got to inherit the promised land as well. It's pretty crazy just because of this one man and the courage that he had, really, which was faith and trust in God. All right, so before we close... And we're going to have a time of prayer here in just a moment. Um, if you are here tonight and even while I'm speaking, you're thinking of an area of your life where you feel scared or where you feel anxious or where you feel like God is calling you to do something or maybe you have a dream that just seems too crazy. Like, 
like how could I possibly do that or accomplish that? And you need courage. We're going to pray that you have courage. And we're going to speak life and courage into you. Then we're going to have myself and Darlene and Graham and Jordan come up here. And if you want someone to just agree with you in prayer, then we are just going to encourage you and believe that God will fill you with the strength and the courage that you need. And you know what? For you, it might just be, I need courage to live out tomorrow. I need courage to get up tomorrow morning. I need courage to do that class presentation. I don't know what it might be for you. Whether it seems small or big, we just want to pray for you tonight. And so I'm going to show you a clip from a movie called Hacksaw Ridge.